Welcome to the Self-Taught Designer Podcast. You discovered you have a passion for design. You love learning new things and exploring new ways to be more creative. So what you did, you dove head first. Don't know what you're doing, but you keep on going. You are passionate, dedicated, and one heck of a creative genius. But you doubt yourself. You question if you can do all these things. The truth is, yes, you can do it. I myself is a self-taught designer and I had the same question and doubts every day. But I know I got something to share and so do you. That is why I am on a mission to help you fellow savvy self-taught creatives that despite all the procrastination, self-doubt, we have something to offer to the world and our creativity is a gift worth exploring. So come and join me as I share my story, tips, mistakes, learnings so that you can learn from it all. So let's go and dive right in in today's episode. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by and I'm just so excited that you are here with me and for today's episode as well, it's actually a continuation of a series of interview that we have did. So this is actually a pre-recorded, um, it's a live broadcast that we did during the month of May in celebration for the Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So I have invited a set of guests who are originally from the Philippines or has a Filipino background and as they build their businesses in the different industry or field that they have chosen and kind of just have that conversation how us as a Filipino trying to transition the things that we learn the food that we miss and all the things that we have really incorporated in our business and I hope you find value in this one so for today's episode is actually going to be our click funnel expert Ivy Sagrado enjoy the month of May, as you all know, we are celebrating the Asian American and Pacific Islander Month, and we're in it's an heritage month that we are celebrating our heritage as an Asian American. So for the past two Thursday, I have brought in some special guests, and for today, I would like to actually introduce us our three our a third guest for the month of May for this celebration. And our guest is actually for, um, is a serial entrepreneur with a passion of helping others achieve their dreams. Recently, she started Sacred Freedom Funnels to help online business owners build and set up their marketing system so that they can have the freedom to live their life, their own terms. Because for me, I think it's very important, right? Especially with all the things that is happening in our lives as an entrepreneur. So our guest is passionate about helping people break through the nine to five job and create more time for themselves. And by building online business, she is past, she had, she has been in in your shoes before, right? We've all been, you know, she has been there. She has struggled in her own face and really came out. And now she would like to somehow help all of her clients and you, if you would like to actually work with her um, to help you as well in your business. So let's go ahead and bring in our amazing guest, Ivy. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. I'm just so happy that you are um, part of our interview series here for the Asian American um, Island Pacific Islander Month. Um, I believe it's something that we all need to celebrate or make everyone be aware of to kind of just also get to know our heritage, right? So Ivy, besides what I've actually shared, tell us a little bit more about who Ivy is. <laughs> thank you for having me, first of all. 
Um, so, uh, like you said, my name is Ivy. I um, in Illinois, and I uh, we actually immigrated to the states when I was uh, 14 years old. Um, I was a sophomore in high school. I transferred here, and uh, yeah, that was a an adjustment in itself. <laughs> Yeah, it is an adjustment for sure. Cause you know, um, you know, especially you are more in a younger age. Cause I came here in the U.S. around you know seven years ago. So you know, my adult life, my career life was really more in the Philippines and then transitioning here. And I kind of want to know more. You know, as a fourteen-year-old Asian <laughs> coming into the U.S., where you are at? Cause I know you kind of share like, hey, it's a small community. We always call it like either barrio or barangay in the Philippines, <laughs> but here we call it like uh, we call it county. Um, you know, you have your state and then you have your county and then city and everything. Tell us a little bit about the experience um, of being an Asian in the U.S. at fourteen. Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. Uh, so we moved in a county in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> basically. Um, so my mom is a nurse and that's how we were able to, uh, come here. And, um, yeah, so I, I went to high school and didn't know anyone and had no friends, <laughs> but, and then on top of that, we moved here during the winter time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is really such a, a big change for, you know, for a Filipino having a winter. That's the same month. Uh, no, I was also winter season because I arrived December 12. It was the Lady of Guadalupe um, during that time. Yeah. Was it also towards December or what month? December 8, 19, <laughs> 1993. So it's like almost 30 years. Wow. So you see how like we are in that time. And I remember that one. Yeah. Um, you know, having cold and remember that I had to buy because there was a U.S. store in the Cebu um, for boots, winter boots. I don't even know, like, what, what dress will I wear, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And was it all, all of the family, like you and your siblings? Was it you, your mom and dad? Tell us a little bit who migrated. Okay. So my mom was already living in the States for two years. Um, and then my dad and my two siblings, we all followed. Ah, okay. All right. Was was your mom like a nurse by any chance? Yeah, she's a nurse. Yeah. And I remember during that year, for I mean, the years where our mom during our mom's year is really nursing was really the prominent, you know, either teacher or nursing. Yeah. Have the resources to really go to the U.S. and it was really a good, good, you know, opportunity for us. So. Right. Knowing that, like growing as an Asian, tell me a little bit, were you ever thinking of being a nurse as well? Or <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. Um, I actually never thought of wanting to be a nurse, but, you know, uh, being growing up with the Filipino family, they kind of like assume that you want to be a nurse. So they, you know, as a 16 year old graduating high school, you really don't, it's really hard to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. So you just end up listening to your parents and going with what they want. You yeah. know, I, I emphasize that a lot because I feel like um, a lot of Filipino kids or even parents, they don't realize like they're pushing someone to do something and not realizing that 
it, it you know they're actually damaging them <laughs> we're saying yeah for because if it's not your passion um if it's not something like of your calling it's really it's hard but i also like but we also but you mentioned right you also understand like how the parents is because they really just want you to be in a position that you are you know um have the education that can really hire you and have that money you know once you work because at the end right especially with our filipino culture that you know doctors lawyers um nursing teacher like those are the profession that either if you're in the philippines you say yep do this because you have the possibility to travel to the U.S. Because right. we always have that, oh, the, the land of milk and honey, as they said, but it's a land of hard work. <laughs> but you can get the milk and honey. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, they, they kind of missed that part when they said <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> so, yeah, and so you, you I know you've mentioned that, you know, your parents wanted you to get, go into nursing as well, but then you kind of, um, transition or you kind of found, found your own path and tell us a little bit about that journey right so you know you have to have a different heart and soul when you become a nurse or you know for someone to become a nurse or somebody who wants to be a clinician yeah. and that wasn't for me you know and I did what they told me and I was you know I did the whole nursing thing and then I I wasn't happy you know um, so I ended up uh, doing, uh, my, what I love to do, which is cooking. <laughs> so I ended up uh, getting my degree in culinary arts. Um, I worked as an executive chef for 15 years and then, uh, yeah. That, then, that, that's a really, you know, off, you know, off track, right? I mean, really different from the nursing and and everything, even me, like nursing, nope, I can't even pronounce the words, the science words, right? And it, being an executive chef, I mean, we really, I mean, culinary, it's an art. It's an art. Yeah. And I love how you found that one in 15 years. That's that's a good year. And is there yeah. any, uh, any maybe Filipino, I know, you know, with your recipe, but is there a particular, like, how about Filipino dishes that you love cooking? Is there a, No, yeah. I don't cook Filipino. <laughs> No lumpia and adobo. Oh no! <laughs> what are like your spe specialty during that time that you really love? I most I mostly opened Italian places, Italian restaurants. Ooh, so, love that. Yeah, yeah. The sauces. The you know I think the ingredients that they have that just so is so awesome. Now, what made you after fifteen years did you shift to another career or you eventually um, started building your own? You know, going yeah. the path of entrepreneurship. So after 15 years, I, my, my parents actually opened a, a business, a brick and mortar. Uh -huh. um, so they were in the home health care uh, industry. industry. Uh, and then I did that for six years and uh, got tired. <laughs> were you able, were you like more involved because they started that? Were you more able... Um, involved in the operational yeah i was i was the ceo okay. yeah. <laughs> so um it was it's not easy to work with your family <laughs> i have my sister you know sometimes we love them sometimes we hate them more when we start working with them <laughs> exactly um so in, <laughs> so in 2017 i left that and then um i started my entrepreneurship on my own 
I mean, I was already an entrepreneur before that, but I was with other people, with my parents. Um, but in 2017, I just started uh, going on my own. Um, and that's when my journey started. I uh, started selling on Amazon uh-huh. and uh, eBay, all the online stores. I had a few uh, Shopify stores and it's just something was still missing. Uh-huh. Um from that and then uh, I found you know that you can sell your knowledge and with you know doing online courses and uh, teaching other people how to do it and so that's where I am now yeah I mean it just you know and the good thing about it is that when you transition actually to entrepreneurship having that family business experience and being that CEO I bet uh, hone you or kind of help you as well bring in the hats of you know being your own CEO for your business and really trying to manage it but it's just a different industry yeah um, industry in that particular and it, it was the online space for sure now was it a little bit hard from transitioning from being like you know having your own from your business uh, your family business and everything and then now doing it in your own was it just a seamless transition or was there a lot of things that you had still to learn coming from family business to your own business yeah, of course. There's a lot to learn um, because now you're on your own, and uh, like you said, you you're wearing a lot of hats. Uh, with the family business, we had employees. Yeah. You know, once I went, I transitioned to be on my own. I was the only one. <laughs> yeah, like you, everything. Yes. Yeah, but you know, it's so satisfying because uh, I'm just home. I have more time with my son. I can, I am able to attend his football games and do the things that I missed out, you know, when I was working for corporate and working for other people. So that's, that's how I define my freedom now is, you know, just being able to be, to catch up with time that I missed. Yes. And I think it's the most, especially for moms, right? Moms, kids growing and it's different also here, you know, how the U.S., you know, as our kids being brought up and also the, the way I bet in the Philippines that we are all brought up. Now, um, you I know you have been here in the U.S. I think within, um, no, Abby was also born and raised here, but with, a, you know, Chinese and Filipino parents. But you, you have been here for 30 years. What are still the, the, the thing, the Filipino heritage or things that your parents still has followed, like until they, you know, until here? Like, oh my gosh, this is such a Filipino thing to do a filipino thing to say or food to eat. <laughs> i remember my mom when she came here she said where's your 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 dustpan and your sweeper <laughs> here like you know the the sweeper that that one said yeah. we should be the the wali and the wali <laughs> like the one so we had to order it in the asian amazon oh my gosh my mom was so funny like okay now i have this it's um it's the the softer um brooms broomstick the broom to yeah like my mom was like, "Okay, fine, mom." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we still speak the language. We I, I do speak Tagalog, and um, I was born in Mindanao, so I do speak uh, fluent Bisaya. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I don't think that it'll ever go away um, because when we were, although we came here when we were little, we we still spoke it at home. You know, so yeah, um, that and. You know, I try not to eat a lot of rice, but oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hard. It's so hard. 
It's difficult. Especially the type of food that we have because it's really going to be matched with the rice. You know, you have soup or like, you know, with you need to have rice. Here yeah. in the US, I really had to adjust with sandwich, pizza being dinner. I said, I always tell my husband, that's not dinner, that is snack. <laughs> sandwich, hot dogs, like hamburger. These are not dinner, these are snacks. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I still did rice, but yeah, I did. I, I did start to kind of lower down on rice, but when I need it, kind of just like, when I need a hot, good rice and everything. Because I also have a friend here in the in in Kentucky that actually cooks good Filipino food. Shout out to Farah. Um, and then oh my gosh, Farah, that's my that's my guilty pleasure. Because yeah. when she cooks and she starts like, hey, I'm gonna be cooking over the weekend. Who wants to go order? I said yes, I can have a a taste of a Filipino food as well. So, yeah. I mean, like, for example, do you still, did you teach also your kids to like, you know, the manopo for your, the grandparents, do they still do that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are like the things, right? That's why, that's why like another thing is that, did uh, they also get the, the point your lips? That is there. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, mom? Where's it? Is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're just laughing, guys, because um, we have this man. I think we call it mannerism, right? I do you think? Yeah, it, yeah. Like when somebody asks you, even my husband has said, "Where's this? Go over there. Go over there." Like it's just, you, we use point in our lips, or we we move our eyebrows. Like yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I don't know if it's like an Asian thing or something like that. So um, what are the things that you miss like in your childhood that you're really just like, like, oh, this is such a Filipino thing. Or maybe when you share it to somebody, it's such a Filipino thing. Do you have anything that you kind of share with us? Um, I mean, I do. I miss the beach a lot. I mean, yes. I'm in Illinois, so I can't go like, you know, I'm in the middle of the tundra. So yeah. <laughs> I do miss the beach a lot. Uh, you know, I, and I, I miss like the, the simple life. Mm -hmm. I miss like the pace that they have, like mm -hmm. it's a slow pace. And, you know, I think growing up here in the U.S., it's like, uh, I, I just know my parents, they're always like in a rat race, yes. you know, to make that money, to work a lot, to, to do, you know, um, I miss that slow relax like okay let's just do this tomorrow we don't have to worry about it today you know and then friends can laugh and meet and have like a good time after work like that's actually something that is like yeah. and we're not pushed that way that's that's one thing that because you know my, my husband has worked in a corporate job for you know a lot like that pacing and everything and how he also has traveled in the philippines how filipinos also do that and I've actually also followed that rat race of work, 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 24-7 yeah. and everything. And I think that was also not a downfall, but it's kind of a good thing, but also a bad thing. Just that pace, the U.S. pace, I think, of working kind of just like. Yeah. Really and exhausting. sometimes we don't even realize that until we go there. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm just sitting still here doing nothing, you know. And then you're like, oh, yeah, because you're so used to yeah the go 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 let's do yeah. this headline and everything so yeah that that's so true because i remember like in the philippines right like for example for a holy week which i practice also in my business that i really started like the um the good uh 
Holy Wednesday, you're down, you're you're off, right? Like the yeah. good is even starting on um, Holy Monday, the whole week is a Holy Week celebration, or like here, right? And people don't celebrate here unless, and then they're you know like it's our tradition as a Catholic, as a Filipino as well, because like especially on I told my even my stepson or even my husband like Black Saturday for a Holy Week for us, you know it's a quiet time, no TV nothing at all because that's you know that celebration for our religion right and i i, I don't know i'm sorry if i'm just assume catholic at your end yeah i mean i remember that like with my grandparents uh good friday is always like nobody goes anywhere we just drink water all day and eat bread yeah, yeah. <laughs> friday or like christmas for sure like you know the the nine mornings, um, you know, the one week off we're in here and then some some here because I still got used to it. Like, don't we have like when I first work, started working, don't we have an off here or and then in the Philippines, we love the holidays. Like, yes, holiday, Friday, holiday Monday, <laughs> or like Christmas, like it's a two weeks off, really nothing to work. And some here still working during that time. So there was a little bit of an adjustment for me. Yeah, for sure with that type of work and then you know we we're always known like we have how many holidays in a year that we love our vacation <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i know that you meant uh, we've mentioned that you love also you know being a filipino being an entrepreneur now finding your much passion and you're really so passionate about helping others really you know be more at peace when they leave their nine to five job making it more a joyful process that you know you're not you know struggling through the things that you do tell us a little bit about that and what you really just love helping people with okay so i mean i all i think all of us want to be free from the chain of the nine to five yes you know um and i think we all want it but then we don't know where to start or how to start or um, who's going to help us or, you know, uh, so that's, that's what I want to, I'm trying to do is having a, a group coaching program for, uh, mainly for Filipino nurses who wants to transition from working their nine to five and being their own boss. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's very, it's really important. Or really have somebody um, to guide you through that process because once you really decide to be an entrepreneur it really is a lonely road and we're in where do i learn about accounting oh i where do i learn uh, it might not be your specialty but it's just like you know what i mean like how to start this what are the things that is needed and if you have someone like ivy to guide you through that particularly um filipino nurses who kind of want to find something else maybe they still are a nurse they want to do something else on the side eventually also going full-time with what their passion is is really something that is worth looking into and tell me a little bit what is it you're focusing more on nurses is it because you know it was your your family your your you know your parents your mom particularly was a nurse and then you kind of you were told tell me a little bit why that particular niche um yeah i guess i saw my mom uh struggle with being a nurse and even though they make a lot of money still it's not enough and you're still waiting for that check you know 
every two weeks. Um, also, I feel like a lot of Filipino nurses go into nursing, even though that's not really their calling. Their calling, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and, and and yeah, and by the way, we are we want to give a kudos to all our Filipino nurses. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. I mean, as well, it's just like if you feel like if you feel like there's something more to what you you are doing right now, it's always just nice to finding that other outlet to really make you more productive. And here's the thing with us Filipino is that we're so devotion to like the fil the the people that we have in the Philippines. You know, we like we send money to our parents. We send money for for us to finally have a house in the Philippines. You know. Just we love our balik bayan boxes <laughs> full of goodies and full of spam. I said, why do I keep on sending spam? Why does it there's no spam in the Philippines? <laughs> a toothpaste, you know, these are just like it might be a simple thing, but this is such a very fulfilling like gifts to give. And you know, I know we have a lot of Filipino friends that who really save the whole year to make that balik bayan box you know, every, every time and everything. But like what you said, once you find your passion and there's more to it, and if there's something that, um, what, you know, I mean, specialize in building a business, it's really just, it's really just fulfilling as well. Now, um, I know you, one of the things, the core things that you actually do is like building funnels, you know, building all of this. Now let's talk about this as well, because we do have a lot of business owner friends and the first thing that they come in mind is actually website, a brochure type, informative type of website, right? What is the good thing of actually having a more strategic funnel for a business regarding whether you're a brick and mortal that has a business, right? Because some people doesn't know, they always think like funnels, coaches, or, you know, all of these things. Tell us a little bit about the whole um, idea of having a funnel when you are an entrepreneur or a small business owner, or even just a business as a whole. Right. Well, the difference between having a funnel versus a website is that when you go into a website, you there's so many tabs that you can get lost and um, lost, lose your focus while you're really going there, you know, versus a funnel. It allows uh, for your customer journey to um, enter your funnel and then uh, eventually uh, give you their credit card number. <laughs> Yes, or, so, or basically not even or even information because you want to build that relationship, right? And right. that is that is really true. That's why when I when I talk with business owner, like how are you actually funneling people directly to one key action that you would like them to do? Whether it's a book a call, whether it's a twenty five percent discount that you want them to use for a certain service, because mm -hmm. if it's like a pop up or if it's like a it's contact here, it's just a vague call to action. Would you say? Yeah, and yes. a direct, and a direct call to action helps businesses more. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's also one of the key things that you really do and you really help people, right? Besides the coaching and building your community, this is one aspect of your business that you also do. Am I correct? Right. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, is there a specific like industry that you kind of help with, or is there like specialization? Or tell me a little bit about that. Um. You know what? That right now, just uh, brand new entrepreneurs in the space. Um, uh, they're just starting off their with their funnel or whatever they're selling their idea or their knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then I'm transitioning into 
like I said earlier, with group coaching, uh, specifically Filipino nurses. That, that's, you know, I said you found that niche, you found that focus for yeah. sure. You can then also tell them how to use all of this funnel, you know, eventually with, with that, right? But more of group, group, I think group coaching is really effective as well. One-on-one -on -one can really be overwhelming, would you say? I'm like, oh, I can't do one. -on -one. Yeah, group coaching is not, I mean, it's better because then the peer can also share all their experiences versus just one-on-one, -on -one, then they're, they don't really have anyone to talk to. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, sometimes it's just that, you know, I know I do have one-on-one -on -one coache, uh, coaches, and then I also have like mastermind. I think that's also good to have for sure. And it's really just, you know, good as well. Now, when when you do, I know, is it is the group coaching still new that you're trying to build or is this a sacred, the program that you have? Um, I'm still trying to build it. So I do have a wait list okay. um, if people are interested. Um, and uh, it's, I'm trying to make it an eight week program. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where, I, and I think um, an eight week program is very also nice to have. It's not too long, it's not too short as well. You have accountability, you have groups. Um, it's very nice. And I like how um, it's currently on a wait list because you want to make sure that everything is good, streamlined and everything, you know, what are the things that we have? And it's very important and very important because especially when we're coming from our experience, like, you know, like this is all our experience from how many years of running a business, like, I don't think I can, like, you know, I can put it all there. So I want to make sure it's really good. Now, I know you have your own website with all the things that there is available as well. They can surely yeah. contact you and surely, you know, once that waitlist is available, um, they can surely sign up now, right? Now, um, yeah. what else can they, like, expect if they contact Ivy, if they talk to you besides your upcoming waitlist program? Um, what are the things that they can expect besides funnel? Anything else that you help um, entrepreneurs or the upcoming, you know, um, nurses turning entrepreneurs? I mean, they can. I'm very open. They can ask me questions if they're not sure of what they're trying to do or if they even want to do this, you know. So um, just they can reach me anytime uh, on Facebook or uh, email. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, having an open conversation with someone yeah. who experienced it through the years, just like what IVS and you know, you have been there, you've done that, you've cried. I bet you've cried, you've laughed, you've gone crazy sometimes. Lots of crying. <laughs> I know lots of crying. I've been there, like, oh my gosh, like we just had a team meeting a while ago and I always say like, if I actually wanted something, I said, here's a random thought, what do you think? And my team, my, my, uh, my social media head, Cindy said, here we go with a random, t random thought. What is it again? <laughs> they know already when it's a random, random thought, it's either it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Not mm -hmm. now, but soon it will be. So they're kind of just like, okay, is there a big shift that was happening? So yeah. Well, Ivy, is there anything else that you would like to share to our savvy um, to our savvy audience? Um, what I want to share is that entrepreneurship is not easy as you see in Instagram. You know, the posting of the Ferrari and the mansions. It's not an overnight success. It's actually a journey of finding who you are and what your purpose is in this world. And um, try to break free from that nine to five. It's very fulfilling and you 
dictate your own freedom. Yes, that is so true. Um, you know, it has it has a pros and cons, and it has that. But if you have the opportunity to kind of you know build something, hold on to it and see how it is. And yeah, I so agree with you that you know, like me, I, I am on Instagram. That's just one side of the, the things that I do in my business. But a lot of hard work and a lot of like what we said, crying and everything is really is the reality of being an entrepreneur. But it's really also fulfilling to be able to see how you grow as a person and how you grow into your business as well. Well, yeah. I, thank you so much for, um, for, for hopping on with this series of interview for the Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, it's just so nice to talk with fellow Kababayan who's been here and building their own dreams and really just like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. By the way, guys, I just want to give a shout out also to you, Ivy, that Ivy, we've actually met last year in Funnel Hacking Live in Florida. And I just want to give a shout out to you because you actually gave me the book, the traffic book that I have here. You really saved me a popcorn that I really love. <laughs> it's just that, oh my gosh, that caring and just that, you know, that, um, that very friendly a person that you are thank you so much for allowing me to um, you know to get to know you even a short period of time and hoping <laughs> that we can still meet in person again as yes. you know, i know we're going to meet in different conference that will be happening yes thank you no problem <laughs> all right you have a wonderful day bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time. So make sure to subscribe in our podcast as you learn more tips and tricks that you can use in your business as a self-taught designer and learn from amazing conversations from our guest experts. So make sure to stay tuned in our next episode.